Are you doing good? My daughter said to someone, my daughter said to Mags actually, the other day, two days ago, you look chubby, Mags. <laughs> but don't, and I was like, don't worry, man. She tells me that all the time. It was, uh, but t- slap your neighbor, tell him you're looking a little bit chubbier. <laughs> now turn to the person who said that to you and say, I forgive you. And then tell them also, go into the gym this week. Go into the gym this week. Hitting it hard this week. Awesome. Awesome stuff. Are you ready? Yes. Come on, stand to your feet. I want to read a powerful scripture to you. How many got some rest this weekend? How many slept in a little bit more than normal? That is so rare as a parent. My goodness. Uh, 7.15 is like Christmas all over again. And I told my wife for two days straight, I literally said, babe, I'm sleeping in Friday. I'm sleeping in Sunday. When the baby wakes at six or Saturday, I'm wakes at six. You're taking it uh, because I needed rest. And I'm thankful that my wife said yes. (laughs) Could have been awkward. And uh, but I am thankful for our church, those who serve week in and week out. Can we give yourselves a hand if you serve on any dream team as a connect group leader in any of our connect groups? If you serve on any of our giving Christmas away initiatives, our kids alive, our production, our worship team. Thank you guys for all that you do. finance team, real estate team, and so many different teams in our church. We are thankful uh, for those, thankful those who pray for our church, serve in our church, give in our church. You guys are making a bigger difference than you know. And uh, come on one more time. Can you give yourselves a hand and those around your hand? And then can we give Jesus the greatest hand in the house? And would you join with me? to pray for our church for the next 52 days, or now 50 days, from Thursday, Turkey Day, 52 days to January 15th. Just pray for God's success, God's favor on any of our real estate things and initiatives and talking to brokers and, and so forth. And uh, I, I was just encouraged, honestly, this week, uh, literally a property came and, and it wasn't someone that actually already had a contract on it. But just as, a, as, a, as, as our church, I just thought it was encouraging that we could just look at it and go, oh, we can buy that. Yeah. I just think that's kind of cool. And literally the mortgage would, would have been cheaper than our rent. And uh, so, so I just thought that was encouraging because that's taking ground. How I many you know that? The theme of our church this year was taking ground. And so that is, trust me, that's positioning our church so we can take ground. And uh, so really, really cool. And then just pray over this next little bit. What does God want to do through you and be a part of that as one united, passionate, healthy church? Amen. Amen. Two weeks ago, we began to talk about eagles, soar. Someone say, I don't bruck. Like a chicken. <laughs> Come on, say, I don't bruck. <laughs> like a chicken. You know, bruck, bruck. That's, that's a word. I'm making up words here in church. Bruck. I don't bruck. Bruck, bruck, bruck. You know what I'm saying? Everyone was confused except me, which is always a good sign. And 
And uh, I don't, like a chicken, but I soar like an eagle. Someone say with me, and this one will make sense. <laughs> say, eagles soar, lions roar, and oxes work. Eagles soar, lions roar, oxes work. Say, Christians soar, Christians roar, and Christians work. In Jesus' name. Are you ready? 1 Chronicles chapter 19, verse 13. 1 Chronicles 19, verse 13. Be strong. Let us fight bravely for our people and the cities of our God. And that's just powerful right there. Be strong. Someone say, be strong. Be strong. Someone say, let's fight. Let's fight. Bravely. bravely for our people and the cities of our God. One more time. Be strong. Let's fight bravely for our people and the cities of our God. Come on, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We love you. I pray you'd breathe upon these moments and this time right now. Holy Spirit, come. Lord, from the top of people's head to the bottom of their feet, Lord, just impact them the way only you can. And so I ask now that health and life and everything good would be upon this house. I thank you. You are a good God and you want to pour out your spirit upon your your sons and daughters. You want them to see and to hear and to understand what you have for them. I pray that you'd breathe upon them that they could soar. I pray, God, that you would give them courage and us courage so that we could roar. And I pray, God, you'd give us strength so we could work. God, in Jesus' name, we thank you for it. Come on, pray this prayer with us, Jesus. Jesus. Speak to my heart. heart. Change my life. life. In your powerful name. And everybody said, come on, grab your seat. Thank you, worship team. I think if there's a scripture that sums up our church alive and believe and build, it would have to be this one. Be strong. Let us fight bravely for our people and the cities of our God. The eagle is made to soar. The lion is made to roar. And the ox is made to work. The eagle is made to soar. The lion is made to roar. And the ox is made to work. How many love rest? How many love a little sleep in? I mean, love a little vacation time from time to time. I love all of those things, and they are terrific. They are sensational, especially when, you, when you've been working hard. I mean, you know, you go on vacation, it takes you three days to actually unwind from vacation and everything else, and finally you get to the point where you rest. Um, I would say this, though, that you're not made to rest, but you're made to work. But if you're going to be effective over the long haul, can I say this? You need to emotionally and maturely as a man or a woman, as an adult, you need to be able to... Uh, emotionally take care of your own heart, your own thinking. Over the time of church world and leading a church, I'll sometimes hear people say things like, oh, Anthony, I'm I'm burning out. And I I think sometimes people put the onus on somebody else. I think it's a bit of a cultural condition, like, what is the government going to do for me? Don't ask what the government is going to do for you. Ask what you are going to do for you. You know, and when it comes to being a man or being a woman and just f- serving Jesus and 
and following Jesus. You need to get fresh oil on your world and you need to make sure you spend time with God. And, and then sometimes you're like, oh, I'm so tired. Well, go to bed. You know, there's a magic place, haven't you noticed, called bed. There's a magic environment called a pillow. And you can find all kinds of beautiful things in that place. And you know, need to know how to rest. You need to know when to chill out. You need to know when to stop. You need to know when to pause. But also, you need a spirit of suck it upness. Right? You need a spirit of suck it upness because you need to suck it up. If you've met many successful people and talked to successful people, they have a, what I'd like to call a spirit of suck it upness, right? It's, it's, it's actually a spirit of push through. It's a spirit which says I'm made to work. I know I'm going to rest someday. I know I'm going to rest in a day or two days or vacations coming and, and so forth. And Thanksgiving, what an amazing time to rest. But then you want to get back on and say, hold on, I'm not made for rest. I'm made to work. I'm made to produce something. I'm made to do something for God. In Matthew chapter 25, Jesus gave five uh, talents to one person and three talents to another, two to no, one, no, and, and, and one to another. And immediately the Bible says they went off and put it to work. And it was the lazy and the unfaithful man who did not put it to work. Let me say again, the eagle is made to soar. The lion is made to roar and the ox is made to work. Sounds like a bit of a brave heart quote, doesn't it? I love in Gladiator, Russell Crowe, he says, what we do in this life, says echoes in eternity. And then they charge off and then they go to war and so forth. And uh, let me give you a couple of things about the ox. I don't know if many women in here would enjoy being called an ox. But let me just give you a couple of things about the ox. The ox, number one, it's strong, obviously. There's a phrase, the strength of an ox. Uh, an ox weighs about two and a half thousand or three thousand pounds, but can pull as a team 13 to 14 thousand pounds. They actually can pull four horses, the weight of four horses together. They're known for its strength, but an ox must be trained. An ox must be fed. An ox must be rested. And ideally, an ox must actually team up with someone else that's um, a, a, a partner when it comes to strength. Jesus, interesting enough, sent out the disciples, 72 of them, and he sent them into towns he was going to go in, and he sent them two by two so that they'd be strong together and tough together and suck it upness together. And they would pave the way. And in farming terms, the ox literally breaks up the ground so that the seed can go forward and an awesome harvest can grow. And what Jesus did was he sent two disciples into cities. He was going to go and he told them, prepare the way for me to go into those cities. And he would send disciples in and they would proclaim the good news. They'd lay hands on people and people would be healed. And then he would go in and the, they were the ox that actually prepared the way for Jesus to go in. And do you know that you and I as Christians are actually just like that? We are the ox 
Sorry, ladies, we are the oxes that go into places and actually prepare the ground so that Jesus' name and Jesus' presence can come to fruition in someone's life. See, the ox breaks up ground so that the seed of the Word of God can go into hearts. Every time someone preaches to you, you got to understand that really all they're doing is breaking up many times some of the hardness of our heart and mind so that the seed of the Word of God can go into your life and produce a mighty harvest. Yeah. Are you with me? Yeah. How many of you ate for Thanksgiving? Yeah. How many spiritual ones were fasting on Thanksgiving? Yeah, thank God we weren't. Amen. But I, I got to show up for Thanksgiving. I like just showing up. I showed up. It was ready. There was, there was Portuguese sausage, there was cheese, there was wine, there was bread, there was all kinds of good things. And obviously later there was turkey, there was gravy, there was mashed potato, there was salad. I got to show up. My wife, she didn't get to show up. <laughs> she got to go with her sister and her sister did most of the probably hard work, two days of cooking, preparing. We get to show up for 90 minutes and devour it all. It's a beautiful thing. Can someone say amen? amen. How many like to show up? Yeah. We all like to show up. But understand this. When you show up to the house of God, somebody's been preparing. Somebody's been cooking. Someone's been in the kitchen. Someone's been making sure the turkey is just right for you. How many of you like to study sometimes your Bible on like the Bible app, version? anyone read that from time to time? How many of you know that when it comes to the Bible app, you just show up? Yeah. But do you know that LifeChurch.tv literally invested millions of dollars, millions, and every time you download it for free, it costs them something. It costs them, I think, a dollar or something along that. And do you know how many people have downloaded the YouVersion Bible app? It's somewhere in the realm of 400 million people have downloaded it. And every time, I believe it costs LifeChurch.tv somewhere in the zone of one dollar. Well, that's a lot of dollars. But they have affected the world. And many times you and I get to show up, eat turkey, stuff ourselves and go, oh, that was good. But I want to let you know we need more oxes in the kitchen. Getting that sausage and bread and turkey and mashed potato ready. How many are thankful it was ready? Come on, somebody. Jesus said in John 4, 34, he says, my food, I think on Thanksgiving weekend, it's important to talk about food. He says, my food, though, is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish. Someone say finish. It's one thing to start the work. It's another thing to finish the work. It's easy to get started. It's easy to start on a dream, isn't it? It's easy to have dreams, but I think dreams take a whole lot of work to get them into place. In John 4, 38, he said, I sent you to reap what you have not worked for. Even Jesus and the disciples showed up in a time of history that the prophets before them had worked so that that could actually happen. And most of us who are Christians showed up and someone did the praying. Mama was praying, daddy was praying, granddad was praying. Somebody was praying and plowing literally the ground so that the sea could go into your life. 
And you've got to understand as a church, listen, it's easier just to shut the doors and say, hey, we're just going to take care of who's here. We're just going to hang out. We're going to have Thanksgiving meal every Sunday. But no, no, no. We've got to be an eagle and soar and see higher. We've got to see a lion and roar and roar for the truth of God. And listen, church, actually got to be an ox and work. Can I tell you the most critical Christians I know don't do any work? And I think every single Christian needs to be doing a ministry, serving on a team, because then you can critique your own work and make it better. Right? I think every single Christian needs to be on a team, in a team, doing something. Why? Because you'll actually need to critique the work that you do. I've actually found this. I'm really anointed to critique someone else's work. I'm not anointed to critique other people's churches. But I am anointed to look at our church and say, wow, we're going to grow here. We're going to change here. We're going to love more here. We're going to grow evangelistically here and so forth in Jesus' name. Can I get an amen? amen? Can I tell you, our worship team every week, they play and they play their hearts out. But I would actually say the most anointed people to critique the worship team are the worship team. Why? Because they're doing the work of the worship team in Jesus' name. Amen. And so when it comes to even finances or any area of church, I think the most anointed people to critique the Kids Alive area are the Kids Alive workers. Why? Because they're there to improve it. Can I get an amen? Someone say, I need to work. Someone say, get a job. David told his fighting men over and over again, the ox is strong. Can I say this? Sometimes you've got to believe you're strong before you're actually willing to pick up that barbell. You got to believe it. If, if you just look at sometimes a, a weight or a, a, a thing, you're like, man, there's no way in the world. You got to believe you're strong before you'll actually go and do the work. You got to believe it. You got to believe you're strong enough to lead a connect group. You got to believe you're strong enough to lead a team. You got to believe you're strong enough to make a difference. And the ox knows that it's strong. It's actually created to be strong. And you are created to be strong. The number of times God says to his people, be strong. Joshua 1 is one of the famous ones, but let me give you a couple others. 2 Samuel chapter 2, David told his fighting men to be strong. Verse 7 says this, now then, be strong and brave. Someone say, be strong. strong. Come on, punch your neighbor, tell him to be be strong. Be strong. Excuse me. Thanksgiving's still coming. (laughs) cheers be strong and brave someone say and brave why does David have to tell fighting men to be strong and brave they're fighting men they don't need to hear that but I've actually found yes they do if you guys like to watch maybe UFC sometimes those guys are getting in the ring but do you know they've got all kinds of people around them telling them how strong they are why because internally you're often thinking and 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 on the inside like oh man I might lose this thing and you and I regularly need to be around people who tell us yes you can finish high school yes you can finish college yes you can do the business yes you can stay in the marriage yes you can raise great kids yes you can be strong Because when you're in the fight and you're getting your head punched in, you need to go back and someone's in your corner saying he's tired as well. Some of you might be like, oh, my Christian life is tired. 
Well, have you ever thought that the, the devil you're fighting, he's tired too? He's in the corner going, when's this guy going to stop? And I'm just in your corner saying, be strong. Be brave. Listen how David spoke to Solomon. He was transferring the leadership kingship mantle to the next generation in first kings chapter 2 verse 2 says this i am about to go the way of all the earth in other words i'm gonna die i'm gonna be dead d dead watch this now so be strong and act like a man oh that's good parenting right there that really is good parenting right there my son He's a, manly, he's a manly little boy. He really is. Friends were over yesterday and he wanted to do a chin-up competition with them. And then he wanted to do a push-up competition with them. And then he wanted to do a jumping competition. But occasionally he'll do something and I'll say to him, son, act like a man. Don't do that. Don't whine. Don't be a little sissy uh, and so forth. And I think in our culture, that's a good thing. Yeah. Act like a man. We need more men telling people, act like a man. Ladies telling ladies, act like a lady. That's just great parenting. Why? Because sometimes you shrink back from your strength. Sometimes you shrink back away from what God has called you to do. And all of us need that encouraging. Hey, be strong. Act like a man. Here's the thing when it says act like a man. Act like a man isn't go play cards, get drunk, and sleep around. Act like a man is made in the image of God. And the image of God is a lion. The image of God is an eagle. The image of God is an ox. So if I'm going to be more like Christ, I'm going to soar on wings like eagles. I'm going to roar for the right things. I'm going to be brave for the right things. I'm going to be courageous and strong for the right things. But I'm also going to work like an ox. Are you with me? Act like a man. The Christian is made to soar. The Christian's made to roar. And the Christian is made to produce. Can I get an amen? Amen. I say, can I get an amen? Amen. First Chronicles chapter 19, verse 13. We've read this scripture already. This is not David speaking. This is one of David's mighty men. Someone say mighty men. Someone say his name was Joab. His name's Joab. Here's what he told his men. He said, be strong and let us fight bravely for our people. Someone say our people. people. How many know that that building a good family takes a bit of commitment? Sometimes it's just easier just to go, oh, let's just let them all just watch TV and do whatever they want and watch every movie they want and not discipline and so forth. But it just takes some strength. Be strong. And then he says, let us fight bravely for our people and the cities of our God. I don't know what it was about this when I read this this week that it just kind of pumped me up. The cities of our God. I know a guy, and actually Ephraim knows a guy in New York City. He's got a a, a great kind of movement. You get t-shirts called, God belongs in my city. Um, I think that's a cool statement. But I think there's a bigger statement. Is this. It is God's city. It isn't just God. We're going to invite God into the city. It's his city. And actually every city in the world is God's city. 
but it might have been hijacked by the devil and hijacked for, by all kinds of beliefs. But you've got to understand that every city is God's city. And that's why a church must always say, we're not big enough, we haven't reached enough people, and we must stretch and grow with all of our might. Why? Because it's God's city. It's God's city, church. It's God's city, Rutherford and Lynnhurst and Kearney and North Arlington and East Rutherford, Secaucus and Paramus and all of those places, Teterborough and Clifton. They are God's city. North Bergen, it is God's city. It's God's area. It's God's county. New Jersey, it's God's. America, it's God's. We are under God. Whether we like it, whether we say it, whether we ever take that name off the dollar bill, we are under God whether we like it or whether we don't. In Jesus' name. First Chronicles chapter 28. King Solomon is about to build the temple of God. He's about to literally take it from a set up, tear down church. There was tents and fences and it was material and there was some gold stuff in the middle but they had been moving the sanctuary uh, basically from from the desert into the promised land and finally they get to a point where they're like hey we need to build the house of God and and King King David is passing on this responsibility to King King Solomon and here's what he says he says consider now He's talking to Solomon. For the Lord has chosen you to build a house as the sanctuary. That's the commitment. That's the call. The Lord has chosen you to build a house as the sanctuary. Now watch this now. Be strong and do the work. Be strong and do the work. Can we all as a church pray for the next 50 days or so that God is going to put his success, his favor on any of our efforts? Man, I feel like we're, if you've ever run a 5K and there's one lap to go, I feel like our church has run about nine laps, but there's one lap to go. We've, run, we've done a lot. We've done a lot. We've raised a lot. We're doing good. But there's just one lap to go. There's one lap to go. There's one lap to go. And now is the time to, to dig on deep and say, man, I can run faster. In Jesus' name. It's not time to just go, oh, there's one lap. I'm going to cruise. No, no, no. That's the last lap. That's your Eric little moment. That's your chariots of fire, circle, head back, baby. And he says, when I run, I feel his pleasure. And when you work for God, actually you should feel his pleasure. What I love about the ox, the ox actually is pushing with another one, pushing forward, pulling things, breaking up ground. But along the way, the Bible actually says, don't muzzle the ox. It says literally, like, let the ox eat. And I think sometimes when you talk about sacrifice in a church, you can feel like there's no blessing to sacrifice. But actually, there is. You sacrifice and get blessed at the same time. Yeah. My wife and I now, have, in Rutherford, have led this church now for eight years. And there's been some work to it, but there's been some satisfaction to it. There's been some blessing to it. There's been fulfillment to it. We've been working and pushing and eating the blessing at the same time. See, if you have the gift of giving and the gift of business in our church, don't get me wrong, there will be some sacrifice, but you get to eat some of the blessings. 
Amen? Amen. I think that's pretty good. It's kind of like the hose. Water flows out of the hose, but the hose also gets wet. And if you're a business person, then you also get wet with the blessing of the Lord. Amen? First Chronicles chapter 28, verse 20. David also said to Solomon, his son, be strong and courageous and do the work. Do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord. God, my God is with you. He will not fail you or forsake you until all the work for the service of the temple of the Lord is finished. Number one, oxes are strong. Number two, oxes are actually made to work. The reason they are created was to work. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 11 says this, And he himself gave some to be apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the equipping. Someone say equip. The equipping of the saints for the work. Someone say work. For the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of faith and the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. You know, sometimes I've thought about what does it mean to look more like Jesus? And and that's kind of tough to measure sometimes. And you're like, what do you mean look like Jesus? Well, if Jesus... His, his characteristics reflect an eagle, then if you're growing as an eagle, you're going to be starting to reflect him. And if you're growing as a, as a lion and, and more faith and more courage with you, can I say this, when it comes to faith and courage, you know, sometimes there should be some shaking to your faith yeah. and, and some scariness to it. You should be like, I'm not sure I can do this. Yeah. Your knees should knock a little bit. And then you step out in faith and you act courageous. And then you look back and go, oh, I did it. And that really is. So don't, don't think that faith is confidence all the time. Yes, brother, I'm confident wherever I go. Yes, yes, never a doubt because the Lord is with me. No, actually, there's sometimes a lot of fear and a lot of it. And you're like, oh, can I do it? And that's what makes you go, Jesus, you're here, right? And then it makes you pray, and then it makes you seek the Lord, and then it makes you go back and say, Jesus. You know, when I really first started following the Lord to come to America, I would say I spent 70% of my time in absolute fear and terror because I needed God to show up. And the only time I really had amazing confidence was normally when I was in prayer or when God spoke to me or when a little answer came. But the other time, if if I'd go too long without prayer... If I go on a day, no prayer. Oh, yeah. Oh, and that's what makes you go back to prayer. That's why you've got to want to do something bigger than you because you've got to go back to God and pray and get confidence again. Can I get an amen? Listen to what the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 8. Can I have the worship team come? 2 Corinthians 8 says this, but just as you excel in everything. Someone say everything. But just as you excel in everything, this is the amplified version of the Bible. It says, and lead the way in faith and in speech, in knowledge, in genuine concern, and in your love for us, see that you excel in this gracious work of giving also. I think all great giving comes out of thanks anyway, doesn't it? First Chronicles chapter 29, David began to talk about how he had set aside um, 
finance for the work of God. And here's what he said. He said, besides in my devotion to the temple of my God, I now give my personal treasures of gold and silver for the temple of my God. Over and above everything, he says, I have provided for this holy temple. In verse 14, he says this, but listen, this is where real generosity comes out of. He says this, but who am I? And he says, and who are my people? that we should be able to give as generously as this. Watch this now, church. It says, everything comes from you and we have given you only what comes from your hand. Listen to that again. He says, but who am I and who are my people that we should be able to give as generously as this? Everything comes from you and we have given you only what comes from your hand. David actually modeled the way in how finances were to be done in the house of God. The first thing is the leader goes first, then leaders go first, then the people go first. He began to sacrifice himself. And two years ago, my wife and I began to simply pray that, God, what would you have us give? And we felt like God gave us a very specific number. And to be honest, we're still working towards that number. And by January 15th, God willing, we will have completely paid that off. And and, uh, and then our leaders did the exact same thing. They began to pray. They began to say, God, what would you have us do? And so they began to do that. And so many of them uh, completed that or halfway or working on it and so forth. And then everyone else went first. And this was the biblical model that the, the house of God was built with. And so listen, church, when it comes to Thanksgiving, I showed up. I ate my turkey. I got full. It was awesome. But I can't live like that when it comes to my faith. I can't live like that when it comes to the call of God in my life. I can't live like that. I can't just show up to church and expect someone else to fill me. And see, many of you, you've been blessed by God and you've been working and you've been sacrificing, you've been roaring. But I just want to say, listen, when our church was 30 people back in the Elks, the people that gave at that time were giving so that the foundation would be there so that the church could double. And then when it was 60, those people were giving so that the church could double. And when it was 120, those people were praying, serving and giving so that the church could be double. And then when it's, it's almost 400 now and across the weekend, and you've got to understand that every time our church serves and prays and gives, we, we're doing that now, not just for those who are here, but those who are not here. And, and so when the church is double and, and it's popping, there'll be 400 of us who were in the kitchen working and, and making mashed potato and turkey and gravy and other people, they're just going to show up and go um, 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 um. and they're like, oh that was good that was good and show up and it'll be full and belly and, and after a while, God willing what will happen is those will start to go, hold on hold on, I need to stop just stuffing myself, I need to go into the kitchen and do the work. And I tell you, as a church, listen, as we soar as an eagle and as we roar like lions and as we work like an ox, can I tell you, there is a mighty harvest coming to this house as we'll soar and roar and work together. And there are more people yet to say yes to Jesus, but not just say yes to Him get empowered to fulfill their God-given destiny in their lives. God has made and created people and He's looking for a place that He not just can believe upon Jesus, but can literally become the people they were destined to become. This is the work of God. 
And it is a tremendous thing. Can I get an amen? amen. I said, can I get an amen? amen. Someone say, I'm made to roar. I'm made to soar. I'm made to work. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for so many great people, men and women in here who've, so many of them have come to you years ago and some of them recently. And I just pray for the strength, Lord, for the vision, for the work ethic of the Christian for the shaping of the character of the people in this house, that they would build great lives, they would build great families, they would build the lives that you've called them to build, they'd be builders of the house of God. And I just pray for the very soul and heart and character of our church, God, that they would be champions in it. And God, you would raise them up to do more than they ever thought possible that every person would be on a team using their gift and talent to glorify and magnify your name, to reach people far from you, to help them empower and see their destiny come to pass. Anoint your people, I pray. Oh, Father, in Jesus' name. Heads bowed, eyes closed in this place. Scripture says, For God so loved the world that He gave the very first giver ever was our heavenly father who loves you has a plan for your life and if you are not connected to him in this place he loves you he knows you he's not surprised what you've done he's not surprised where you are if you're upon the journey of life and you are not walking with God you've run away from God you've never accepted God in this moment right here every time we get together as a church on a Sunday we invite people who perhaps have run away or perhaps have just wandered away to come back and say yes to the Father so in this moment right now I'm going to ask you to join me in a prayer if you feel like that's you the Holy Spirit's touching your heart right now and if that's you you can come home to the Father man he has a plan for your life he loves you more than you'll ever know and so right here right now. We're going to all pray as a family and just pray a simple prayer that acknowledges the grace of God in our life. Ask us, ask the Heavenly Father to forgive us and ask Him for His plan for our life. And if that's you today, we're going to pray with you and, and for you on that. But let's pray together. Heavenly Father, thank you that you loved me before I ever loved you. I thank you that you thought of me before I ever thought of you. I know you have a plan for my life. I believe it. I surrender to it. Help me. Make me. Change me to be the person you created me to be. I surrender my all. Everything I am. In Jesus' name. Heads bowed, eyes closed in this place. Just in a moment of prayer. Christians praying. If you prayed that prayer today all across this place and you meant business with God would you raise your hand quickly and say Anthony that was me today I needed to come back to the Lord today man I've been feeling so distant from God I've never trusted in the Father for my eternal life or forgiveness of sin or plan or purpose for my life is anyone here today all across this place just raise your hand quickly just so I can see I'm not going to embarrass you I'm simply going to recognize it and pray for you in a moment right here right now I feel like I'm waiting for one come on all across the place raise up your hand Raise it up real high. Just say, Anthony, that's me today. That's me, that's me, that's me. I just want to take a moment longer, 30 seconds longer. Hey, is the Holy Spirit nudging your heart? 
Is the Holy Spirit, you've been running from God for some reason? You've been running from God and feel like sin's been so luring you and enticing you, but you haven't discovered yet God's purpose and God's plan for your life? If that's you today, quickly slip up your hand. Slip up your hand. Thank you, sweetheart. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Father, I pray for every life in this place right now. Anoint them from the top of their head to the bottom of their feet. Fill them with the Holy Spirit of God and fresh faith. And God, help us soar like eagles. Help us roar like lions. God, help us work like an ox, I pray. Anoint us by the power of your Spirit. In the name of Jesus. Come on, and everyone said. Come on, everyone said. Come on, can we give the Lord a hand? Can we give the people a hand that raise their hand? Man, we love you. We're praying for you. God bless you.